This is the Sexual Alchemy Podcast for men who want to discover and embrace profound confidence, intimacy, pleasure, and connection. I'm Rebecca Lowry, and I invite you to explore who you really are as a confident, sexual, and sensual man. Whether you're dealing with specific sexual issues or you just know there's more to it than you've experienced so far, this is a safe space for you to learn, grow, and expand your erotic potential and possibilities. Hello, and welcome to the Sexual Alchemy Podcast. Today, I want to talk about the most important relationship that you will ever have. So many of the men I work with would like to be in an intimate, romantic, sexual relationship with a partner. Not all of them. Some of them are happy uh, being single, dating, not dating, having lovers, not having lovers. But many of them do want to be in a relationship. And whatever you want for yourself is beautiful and perfect, and there's no right way to live your life. However, the very most important relationship that you're ever going to have is, can you guess? <laughs> it's with yourself, bottom line. Your relationship with yourself, your self-esteem, your self-confidence, your self-love, your self-respect, your self-awareness. These are all crucial, bottom line areas, qualities, characteristics, whatever you want to call them, for you to lean into and cultivate and create something beautiful, a beautiful connection, a beautiful relationship. Why? Why is that important? Why is that the most important relationship you'll ever have? Have you ever heard the saying, wherever you go, there you are? <laughs> because we can't run away from ourselves, can we? We can't, whatever you do to try and escape who you are, or some of your thoughts, feelings, behaviors, or whatever, you can't, because wherever you go, there you are. And therefore, it is absolutely bottom line crucial that you have a good relationship with yourself. You know, imagine if if I didn't like myself, if I was very anti-me, didn't like me, thought I was kind of gross and whatever, and, and then I went to my partner and said, hey, you know, I'm really gross, can you love me? I mean, we've been together a long time, so he would. <laughs> but if that was my constant ongoing feeling and belief about myself, he would need something more. You know, it'd be really hard to, in fact, not just hard, it's unsustainable to expect someone else to give you all the things that you can be giving yourself first. Then when someone else gives them to you, like love and affection and delight and joy and connection and all the pleasure, all of that, then it's like icing on the cake. But if you are dependent on others to fill you up, to tell you who you are, to help you feel connected to yourself, help you feel enough, help you feel loved, then you are in trouble because people change their mind or they situation changes or we grow and evolve or God forbid they die. Or, you know, it, it has to come from within first. It can be helped and encouraged and supplemented um, by people outside of yourself, but it has to start from within. So 
what does all this mean? Like self-love, self-awareness, you know, these things that I talk about all the time. What does it mean having a relationship with yourself, you know? So, I mean, it's a vast, vast area. And so I'm going to reel off a bunch of stuff that I uh, noted down just before I picked up the mic. Um, some of it may resonate with you and some of it may not. So, you know, you don't have to think about or nurture or cultivate all of these things. I just want to give you some things to think about in building and creating a loving relationship with yourself. So things like knowing what makes you tick, that's erotically and non-erotically. You know, what What do you like? What turns you on? What brings you to life? What do you care about? What are you passionate about? What, you know, what do you love to talk about? What, you know, excites you? Those sorts of things. And are you being responsible about making sure those things are in your life, that you're engaging with those things? I hope you are. Equally, knowing what triggers you, you know, what areas do you have some difficulty in or do you have healing to do or do you know that you kind of shut down in? And it's not to ignore those things or that you even have to, air quote, fix them or even heal them if you really don't want to. It's more to have self-awareness around them, to know that certain things are uncomfortable for you or certain things are an absolute no-go area for you. It's about having self-awareness around those things. Knowing what makes you tick, knowing what triggers you. How do you communicate and what stops you from communicating? You know, how and when do you find it easy to be open and chatty and share yourself and reveal things about yourself? And when are you unwilling or unable or unlikely to share things about yourself? You know, do you know yourself on a deep level and how generous and free do you feel to share that? Do you know if you're a good listener? You know, communication is about sharing your side of things and being clear, open, and honest with your sharing. And also, how do you listen? Are you listening to respond or are you listening to hear what the other person is saying? Are you full-bodied listening? Are you listening with your whole body? Are you just listening with your mind? What makes you feel safe to open and share yourself? What stops you from doing that? How do you deal with conflict? I know a lot of people, and myself actually to to a degree, like to avoid conflict, but it's really good to have methods and ways to resolve conflict and to recognize where you struggle with that and to come up with ways that you can overcome that because conflict's always going to arise. It's not the end of um, a relationship or the end of activity or whatever it is. It's um, something to be addressed and you have to stay present. So how do you deal with big emotions like grief and rage and anger and sadness? Do you let yourself feel them? Do you shove them down? Do you ignore them? Are you good at expressing them? Do you let yourself cry? Do you bash cushions when you're angry? Do you have a way of expressing anger or rage or grief in constructive ways instead of ways that are self-destructive or destructive in other ways? Those are all things you can learn, by the way, you know, how to deal with big emotions. Really important to do so because anywhere that you are clamping down or repressing something, you are creating a blockage in your body and energy system that over time can cause health problems, it can cause erection problems, it can cause ejaculation problems and other sexual problems. So wanting to get the most out of 
your relationships and sexual pleasure and intimacy and, you know, sexy fun and all of that actually requires feeling your feelings, you know, so that nothing is blocked, so that when things come up, when you, you know, you can be making love and, and tears can come up and joy can come up and you need to be able to be with big emotions, both yours and your partner's. And it can take some learning and it can take some getting used to. So how do you deal with big emotions, yours and someone else's? What strategies do you use to keep yourself safe and small and hidden? And equally, what strategies do you use to stop people getting too close to you? What strategies do you use to appear confident? Do you do that? Some people do that as well. Do you know what you truly desire, both erotic and non-erotic? Do you know what you really want? I meet men so often who tell me they've got some sort of sexual desire or curiosity that they've never told anyone. Uh, either they feel shame about it or they feel fear that they won't be accepted or they'll be laughed at. And so I'm wondering, you know, do you know, are you aware of any sexual and non-sexual desires and things that you would like to explore and experience that maybe you don't let yourself really admit to or haven't admitted to someone else? Do you know how you like to be touched and where you like to be touched? And are you able to say that to your lovers? Are you able to communicate that to your lovers? Are you able to say, yes, I really like it like this? And no, I don't prefer that. I'd like something else. How do you receive pleasure? So many men I work with are much more comfortable with giving than with receiving. And I think that's a thing. You know, a lot of people feel more comfortable giving. We're taught, you know, it's better to give than to receive. But that's bullshit because <laughs> if everyone's giving, who's receiving? You know, have you ever tried to give someone something, whether that's a gift, compliment, something like that, and they go a bit awkward and goofy about receiving it? And I admit, I can be goofy about receiving sometimes. I'm much better at giving, but I'm. I've learned and I'm still learning how to be an excellent receiver, a generous receiver. You know, when you give someone something, whether that's your time, your touch, your gaze, a hug, and they receive it, it feels so good. You know, we all want to be received. We want to have our love received. And so it's equally important to be a good receiver as it is to be a good giver. Do you know what your deepest hopes and dreams are? Do you know what are your greatest fears? Do you know what you might feel shame about? Where you feel courageous and where maybe you lack courage? Do you let yourself feel joy? Do you let yourself laugh? Do you know, I went through a funny phase in some of the workshops that I was doing back in the day when I was a student of Neo-Tantra, where I didn't like anyone to see me laugh. I mean, isn't that ridiculous? But it just felt really vulnerable. It felt like I was there to learn. <laughs> and I, I was taking it serious like my Capricorn self. And I was afraid to be seen to play or to laugh. I got over it pretty quickly. But it was a real thing, you know? It felt really vulnerable. And I had to learn to let that protection down and when it was safe and when it wasn't safe and how I could do it instead of having it just locked on protection, you know, learning how to let that that down. The more you know yourself and the more you take responsibility for yourself, the deeper intimacy you are able to experience. 
not just with others, but with all of life. You know, the more that you are trying to hide yourself and cover up for things that you think aren't enough or aren't good enough, the less of you there is to engage with, whether that's your partners or um, life experiences or nature or whatever's going on. You know, if you're afraid for others to see you and know you and they can't get to you. Whereas if you are more comfortable in your skin and more comfortable in your body and more comfortable with all of who you are, then there's more of you to share. There's more of you to feel. There's more of you to be intimate with. Because when you're hiding, you know, that is a barrier to intimacy. And all of the strategies we have for keeping ourselves safe, they're important. And probably they were really important at some point. But if they've become the standard instead of something we call on when we need it, then they are obstacles to intimacy. They're not paving that road. And so the more you can examine yourself and explore yourself and learn to be all of who you are, warts and all, with people you feel safe around, then you can learn to take some more risks and try that with people that you don't know so well or new people so that you get new experiences and new nourishment and new excitement in life and joy in life and intimacy and pleasure. This relationship with yourself is the foundation for all of this, though. You can't build any of that intimacy and connection and, and joy and pleasure and relationships with other people without some kind of personal self-love, self-relationship in place. You, you have to have something of that in place first. Now, I I want to make sure that I say to you and that you really hear me when I say this, there's no such thing as perfect. This isn't about being your perfect self and getting everything right. In fact, it's absolutely not that. That's unattainable. That's an untrue version of yourself. Nobody is perfect. There's no such thing. What I'm talking about is loving and accepting your full self, warts and all, or what I like to call your flossom, your flaws that are awesome, your awesomeness and your flaws, because we all have them. You know, we're like perfectly imperfect, every single person. And we can use those things to grow and evolve, change if we want to, transform if we want to. You're perfect as you are. The whole point of all of this is to just love and accept yourself as you are right now in this moment. And if you choose to grow and evolve and transform, then to keep loving yourself as you grow and evolve. That's all. That is all I'm talking about. So what is your relationship with yourself like right now? Are you even aware of having a relationship with yourself? Are you hard on yourself? Do you beat yourself up? Do you tend to live in the past or in the future? Are you good at being present? Are you living more in your head or are you good at living in your body? Do you have regular practices that you do to bring you back to your body, that bring you back to yourself, that bring you back to pleasure, that nurture your soul, that turn you on? Do you challenge yourself? <laughs> Not that life isn't challenging enough, but <laughs> do you challenge yourself to grow and evolve? Not that you have to, but you know, it's what we can do with this one precious life that we have. And how well do you know your sexual self? How well do you communicate about your sexual self, your sexual needs and desires and turn-ons? I'm really uh, curious to hear more about that. 
So I want to sum up by saying the most important relationship that you're ever going to have is with yourself. It is the foundation through which you will grow relationships with other people, both erotic and non-erotic, sexual and non-sexual, romantic and non-romantic. Start with yourself. Start learning about yourself. Get curious about yourself. See if you can love all the parts of yourself, all the little voices within you, all the different personas within you, all the different characters that make up who you really are, you gorgeous sexual being you. Thank you for listening to the Sexual Alchemy Podcast. I'm Rebecca Lowry, and I am super excited to invite you to the upcoming online Festival of Sexuality. It's taking place online April 7th to the 10th, 2022, and you can sign up for free on my website and using the link in the show notes below. I've got an incredible lineup of superstar presenters with fascinating topics around sexuality, pleasure, intimacy, and more. It's free to sign up and you'll receive news, special offers, and everything you need to join us for four days of fun, learning, discussions, and celebrating being the magnificent sexual being that you are.